Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and this is the third week since the Epiphany. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, Let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many, in various ways, by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading today from 1 Kings chapter 8, beginning this morning at verse 54. Now, when Solomon finished offering all this prayer and this plea to the Lord, he arose from facing the altar of the Lord, where he had knelt with hands outstretched toward heaven. He stood and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice. Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. Not one word has failed of all the good promise which he spoke through his servant Moses. The Lord our God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he not leave us or abandon us, but incline our hearts to him to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his ordinances, which he commanded our ancestors. Let these words of mine, with which I pleaded before the Lord, be near to the Lord our God day and night, and may he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel, as each day requires, so that all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God, there is no other. Therefore, Devote yourselves completely to the Lord our God, walking in his statutes and keeping his commandments as at this day. Solomon blesses the Lord for all that God has promised to Israel through Moses. All that God has promised to Israel in the days of Moses, Solomon now sees as fulfilled. And now here, in this new generation, and at the opening of this newly dedicated house to the Lord, Solomon calls the people to respond in their faithfulness, their commitment and love for the Lord, who has given them all of this, just as God had promised.
This is a time now of renewal and recommitment to the covenant that God had made with their ancestors. And yet, a lot has changed since the days of Moses and Joshua. A lot has changed in the just 60 years or so since the days of Samuel. Solomon claims that all God intended and promised from the days when Israel had entered the promised land have now come to fulfillment in this very moment. In the course of 500 years, they have gone from slavery in Egypt to being a people that now rest securely in the land that God gave them as their inheritance, a land now that is ruled over by a faithful and wise king uh, that is uh, looked after and defended by the Lord who dwells in a magnificent temple, a temple now dedicated to the one and only God. Now, the people are called to start anew at the dawn of this new age by remembering the covenant and the promises and the steadfast love that God has already showed them, by remembering the steadfast love of the Lord and the mercy of God is the thing that endures forever, and by remembering that they are a people set aside to the glory of God, so that where God blesses this nation and where they walk in his ways, that witness goes out and draws others to see how good and how great the Lord is. Now, we have typically been taught that this is Israel's golden age. The reign of Solomon is seen as the height of its power and wealth. In following Solomon, then, we would be quick to assume that this is all as God intended that God's will and blessing have led us all to this particular golden point. And yet, there's a danger here if we take that word of praise to God and let it run too far. It's always very easy for things like king, temple, land, and even empire to get all tangled up with our ideas about God's will and our destiny. God's way and the way of the king, God's promise and the promise of the nation. And when they get all tangled up, sometimes it becomes very hard for us to discern who it is that is being called on to serve whom. As we witness the high watermark of Israel's power and wealth, it will probably not come as a shock to anyone that the next part of this big story is in many ways about the undoing and unraveling of it all. By the time of Ezekiel and Jeremiah, only a remnant of the multitude of Solomon's nation remains. The king is no more. The temple is reduced to rubble. The holy city is raised. And the land falls under the control of another, left to be worked by only the poorest of the poor, while the pride and the glory of the kingdom are taken away into exile. All that we see here in this glorious chapter of 1 Kings, at the dedication of the new temple, it will all be gone by the time of Ezekiel and Jeremiah. And yet, as Isaiah proclaims and promises, the word of the Lord endures forever. Even without all, that the world would naturally and usually consider glorious, 
the Lord God remains faithful to God's people, wherever it is that they are, and however it is that they are gathered. We see God's faithfulness most brightly in the coming of Jesus Christ our Lord, and in Jesus we see finally the true end and true goal of all that God has done. In Christ we can rejoice, and we can add our voices with the voices of Solomon that says, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people according to all that he has promised, all that has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ our Lord. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, or living anxiously under the threat of war. For all who are working to bring about peace in international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for who else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.